the Blog Lancer podcast, a podcast for UK bloggers, businesses and creatives who want to get visible and be seen as an authority online. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So today is another interview episode and I'm chatting to Lisa. Uh, Today we are going to talk um, all about managing a service-based business, which both of us have, with a chronic illness, which again both of us have, and the challenges um, that come with that and also how you can sort of adapt your service-based business um, to make sure that you're also looking after your health, which is obviously really important when you've got a chronic illness. So I'll let Lisa say hi and introduce herself hi Lisa hi Jenna um thanks so much for having me on here um so yes I'm Lisa um I um run um, my own business uh, empowered online um and I support um other business owners with their tech um and also design websites um and um I do that whilst uh, managing um, my chronic illness um which is ME or CFS um and fibro yeah and how long have you had those since you started your illness? Is that what, sorry, start that again. Have you had those conditions since you started your business? Because I know like for myself, um, I've had Crohn's uh, when I was working as a teacher. And that was one of the reasons I went self-employed because, uh, you know, my traditional employment just couldn't cope with my Crohn's disease. It just wasn't compatible. Um, I was making myself ill and, you know, the workplace yeah. wasn't adaptable. Mm-hmm. So how was that the case for you? Or did you, was you already self-employed? Um, no, before? no. So I was in, similar to you, I've got um, sort of like a, a teaching background. Oh, and okay. basically I was, I'd moved sort of from, sort of traditional classroom teaching into uh, sort of assessing um, and tutoring um, and basically I, I got um, quite poorly with glandular fever um, mm. and was off work for about six weeks um, and ended up taking some time out of work because it I just yeah felt awful um, and then that sort of developed into um, CFS and then also the the fibro then sort of oh. read his head as well um and then yeah I ended up sort of having I, I tried some temping um doing some temping but doing some different type of like admin work so I thought that might be a good option um but I just really struggled with like the commuting in and out of work um having to take time out for like medical appointments and that mm. type of thing so um I had an opportunity to um sort of have a go at sort of setting up my own business um you know and um yeah it's all kind of um yeah it's, it's yeah best thing I've ever done really I wish I'd done it um so, um, amazing and yeah I do think I feel the same although obviously I didn't want my condition it definitely oh, made me yeah. yeah yeah it definitely made me um consider my you know job that I was working at and I do yeah, if I didn't have my condition would I still be working as a teacher still being stressed on a Sunday night yeah. scrambling to get everything done yeah but then it also shouldn't have to be this way should it like we shouldn't yeah. be necessarily saying to people with chronic illnesses you have to leave your job because the traditional nine to five isn't going to help you where that is right. just the case for a lot of workplaces mm-hmm. isn't it yeah really frustrating yeah, really so is. how did you feel about setting up so you know obviously knowing that you've got um, the, so you'd got Emmy um, at that time with after the glandular fever and you're sort of trying to set up a new business as well. How was that juggling them both? And, you know, obviously the downside of it is that, you know, we don't have, you know, like sick pay or, you know, mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things. So it can feel a bit scary making that leap away from that security blanket of like, you know, uh, for yeah. employment, sick days, holidays and so on. So how did you make that leap? 
So um, basically, um, I was in a, I guess, a, a lucky situation um, where basically my partner is a, he does a sort of snowboard instruction. So he he needed to go abroad for a, a couple of months um, and I went with him um, just for change of scenery. Um, and um, basically I used that time while I was out there um, to sort of, you know, um, look into setting up an, uh, my own business, what I need to get into place, that type of thing, with the view that if it didn't kind of work out, then I would maybe then have to look at working, I don't know, doing like a part-time um, employed role, but maybe yeah, different to where I'd worked before. Um, so I kind of knew I had like this three-month period to kind of try and get it off the ground. Um, so obviously it was... I was I did feel like a little bit under pressure because I guess I just had that that amount of time but equally I think it kind of maybe motivated me a little bit more yeah. to, to kind of get the things in place and, and I really wanted it to work because I really wanted to you know still be able to like work and do things I enjoyed and you know and I didn't want to have to sort of give all that up and I have to really reduce like really reduce my hours to just because of this you know this chronic condition that has had sort of come come out of nowhere um so I think that I guess because that was kind of my reason for for doing mm, it yeah it's kind of really motivated you and I think even like now you know if I have like a, a sort of a bad pain day or bad fatigue day then I kind of just remind myself actually no you know you've got this it's it's okay um you know um and it just kind of helps kind of you know get through those harder days but um, yeah because I was going to ask you how do you obviously I mean both of our conditions are quite unpredictable I guess yes but, um, <laughs> and I also have fatigue but I'd say you know to a lesser degree uh, yeah. to what you have um so how do you manage your working week where like you say you know if you're having a bad day part of, it's, it's hard because part of the reason you go self-employed is so you can say right I'm gonna you know rest if I have a bad day but yeah. then similarly then you sort of feel the pressure like you say of well actually no one's paying me to have a sick yeah. day or you know yeah. uh, those clients are, are still waiting for their work or so on yeah. so how do you manage that like you know when you have flare-ups or days so, where you're low on energy yeah so basically what I what I tend to do the, the clients I work with it's all more sort of project-based yeah work I guess and um, when I very first started my business that wasn't the case and I did struggle with kind of finding the right balance of you know people wanting stuff done I don't know every day or yeah whatever and that just didn't work for me because as you say the conditions are unpredictable and actually one day you, you know might be managing okay and then the next day you sort of look flawed so yeah, um, exactly. yeah so by having by by kind of managing my workload so I've kind of almost got like projects so I know that I've got I don't know a few weeks to work through this particular work then I know that if I'm having a a, a better day then I can kind of focus on getting that work done and then you know I try and make sure I do rest during the day as well um yeah I, I am I am guilty I think I was guilty of this when I was um sort of employed as a teacher that I am a bit of a workaholic sometimes so I think I have to just keep checking in with myself and reminding myself actually you know you've done yeah done enough today you need to go and have a rest now you need to go and do some self-care now so I think it's just 
kind of reminding yourself of those those things and you know just because you're having like a, a better day doesn't mean that you know you're suddenly cured or anything like that it's, mm. it's yeah know, I mean you know that, that it, sometimes if you then overdo it it kind of comes back to to bite you doesn't it so it's it's just trying to pace yourself and kind of just go at your yeah go at your own pace really um and sort of know what your know what your limits are um so not to overdo it and how about your clients because I, I i sort of a few of my clients know about my crohn's but more because i often help clients like that are in the health space because i do like blogging and pr yeah so that comes up that way you know if we're talking about nutrition or health or so on mm-hmm. um but yeah but i'm not that good at setting a bit more of a president as in terms of okay i've got crohn's and this is what i need and this is how I, how you can be a bit mm-hmm. more flexible that's something that i need to try and do in my business definitely yeah. but do you sort of brief your the clients that you work with about that or is it more just letting them know this is how i work and it's perhaps a little bit different to a nine to fiver or an agency yeah so i guess it's a little bit of both um when i very first started running my own business i i think because it was early on i'd not been diagnosed that long Mm. and everything i was still a bit i think i was still kind of going through kind of like that acceptance stage yeah kind of getting my head around it myself and i didn't really feel comfortable opening up to sort of clients about that whereas i feel like i'm in a kind of a better place with it now from a like an acceptance point of view and I'm quite happy to sort of say to clients you know this is how I work and it's because of my chronic condition you know we can still do the work for you but yeah um, you know like I've got for example I've got one lady um I support her with a website and sales pages and um what have you and she's she's brilliant because um I sort of said to her I try and do your work on you know these days um however um we've kind of got this understanding that there's flexibility that if I'm having a bad day that I'll just kind of do the work on another day yeah there isn't like a set time so sometimes I might do it earlier on in the day or it might be that I'll do the work in the evening so there is that flexibility and my clients kind of know that is is sort of how I work now which I think it just makes it easier because you know everyone's on the same page and it's just I guess the communication and sort of being transparent with them have you had situations where you've had to speak to your clients because you said look literally I can't make this deadline you know I'm really unwell or I can't get to my laptop or you know have you ever been in that situation or because they're so flexible you haven't had to have that conversation where you you know took on too much and haven't been able to deliver because of you know a flare or whatever yeah I've I haven't not been able to meet a deadline but yeah it might be that there's just had to be a bit, I guess, because they, they know there's just been a little bit of flexibility. That, yeah. I don't know, maybe we kind of have a deadline, obviously, when everything needs to be done by, but perhaps there is, I don't know, like a couple of weeks before we have kind of a check-in. So it might be that that one's had to be a little bit more flexible, but then that's kind of why we've got that little buffer in there before the like the actual proper deadline that kind of can't be moved if that makes sense yes that makes sense yeah so that's another that's a really important thing um and like you say that if you're if you're a freelancer or a service-based business that's um with a chronic illness that sort of project-based working that you're talking about 
just yeah. lend itself much better it um, really does yeah yeah so that's something I'm thinking about in my business now because a lot of my work is very reactive like you yeah. know trying to get someone in the new a newspaper or you know helping yeah. someone get a blog post up today because they need to answer this question from their audience and that's where that can get more stressful as a freelancer mm-hmm. um so I'm starting to think about how I can make my business a bit more project-based yeah. and that sort of thing because uh, like you say that gives you that flexibility and a lot of the time it's just knowing that you've got the extra time which relieves the stress Absolutely. rather than actually needing yeah. to use it yeah because that's the other thing as well you don't if you, if you put yourself under stress mm. then my my chronic condition and I think a lot yeah of others are, are the same it just I don't know it just seems to flare up even more so Definitely. you know you want to avoid stress you know wherever possible really just to you know um be able to kind of keep on top of it and um yeah so you've written a book all about so tell me a little bit about your book first of all so it's all about people that have a chronic illness and sort of want to be an entrepreneur start their own business is that right yeah so basically yeah so my book is called um the chronic entrepreneur how to set up and run uh, your own business alongside a chronic condition and basically i kind of try and go through i guess the steps of um you know going from sort of no idea um to sort of being able to have the uh what's the word the sort of like the blocks that you can kind of put in place and then actually yeah. create your own business um and but I've also made sure that you know there's a whole section in, on there to do with sort of like looking after yourself and boundaries and self-care and and that type of thing which I think is important for any entrepreneur or any business owner um but I think when you've got a chronic condition I think you know it's vital that you do that day to day let alone when you're trying to run your own business as well yeah definitely so what advice would you give someone listening to this that perhaps is you know new to being diagnosed with a chronic illness or perhaps are still working in a nine-to-five but wanting to move over to freelancing what advice would you give somebody that sort of wants to get started in this world but also has a chronic illness um I would say I mean I guess the first thing to do is um is is to think about what what you you know what you could do yeah what you can offer what you can do um you know and you know think about your skills think about um services that or products that people would want to you know invest in yeah um but also think about whether and this is this is kind of the difficult bit is think about is it realistic for you because obviously chronic conditions even if somebody else had um that i knew had cfs we would both probably experience it completely Completely so they're so variable aren't they so it's it's about looking at you know is it realistic for me am I going to be able to do this is it you know is this gonna you know make make my life easier I guess and and you know not not the other way around um and you know just think about you know once you've kind of got that um clear in your mind then I guess it's just looking at you know how, what things you might need in place so um you know things like I guess insurance um you know do you have insurance for like um if you're unwell that's something i don't have i can keep me to look into or just general business insurance i think i've just got general business insurance 
Yeah, I was reading that sometimes yeah. now freelancers can get sort of like a sick pack, you know, like a sort of sick pay insurance if you're off sick for so many yeah. days, which is something I definitely need to look into. Yeah, but, um... I think I might have to have a look into that. <laughs> That's not something I'd actually um, thought about. So I'll, I'll have a look at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, making sure you, you know, you've um, registered with the HMRC and people like that. Um, so like all, all of those sorts of things, you know, and also, I guess what's probably most important as well is you know where are you going to work from you know mm. how can you make sure that you are comfortable I mean like for myself um I depending on how I'm feeling um it depends where I work from so like today I'm sat at my desk um but like um tomorrow you know I might be working from the sofa yeah on my bed or um you know so I've got various different um kind of Bit setups yeah yeah setups that's it um you know that that will be able to help me to make sure I can you know s- still do what I what I want to do um so yeah I mean I think and it's just I, I guess being clear that it is definitely what you want to do you know running a business is it's not for everybody it's not it's definitely not the easy option but I do think certainly for myself the the pros kind of outweigh the, the cons compared to an employed position yeah I, I, I don't think I would be able to kind of go back to that now I know me too um, definitely yeah so I think it's just getting really clear on that you know thinking about how you know how are you going to still make sure you take care of yourself you know do you sort of make adjustments sort of with because I think one of the things that's hard when you start freelancing you say that someone says you know I can pay you 200 pound a day or whatever mm-hmm. just put that figure out there we sort of think oh wow that's amazing but we don't remember to think okay well what percentage of that do we need to put away in case we're yeah. well or what percentage of that you know do we realize that we're not going to be necessarily going to be able to do five days of 200 pound because we've got the hospital next week or so yeah. on so do you have a system where you sort of re you know sort of take account for potential sick days or um things like that or potential holidays because obviously your employer does that for you don't yeah. know but yeah so i guess i've i kind of worked out for kind of at right at the beginning and i guess i i still reassess it kind of month on month yeah um but I kind of worked out what I what is the kind of absolute minimum that I need to earn a month to be able to sort of, you know, make sure that the bills are covered. And, yeah. um, you know, you know, even if I am sick or on holiday or, or whatever. Um, and then I guess it's looking at, you know, where that where that income kind of comes from, you know, how many clients you potentially might need to have. And obviously that again it differs depending on yeah what you're offering yeah what sort of thing you're offering so um but yeah I think it is like the figures is definitely something you probably well you you do need to be aware of because um like you say you don't want to be in a position where you kind of end up getting yourself in sort of a sticky situation and you've not got enough coming in and then because that will just add to stress and obviously you know um you know lead to further flare-up so which obviously is not the idea of making that leap from like the nine to five to becoming a freelancer is it so exactly do you use any sort of systems to stay organized on top of things like I'm starting to look into them I'm very disorganized actually (laughs) I write things down on paper but I'm starting to look into things like Asana and different things like that to really streamline because I can definitely spend time procrastinating so do you use any sort of systems to stay on top of things yeah so are you I love Asana um I'd highly recommend that um 
you can I literally have all of my clients in there sort of what I'm working on you know what the deadlines are um, and then I can also actually communicate my clients in there as well so it just kind of takes the pressure off the yeah. box a little bit <laughs> yeah um, so that's brilliant um and that's you know that's just good to um you know keep on Hi everyone, we just took a short break, but now we're back um, with Lisa and she's going to tell us about the software that she uses because I'm really interested in this because I need to get a little bit more organised. So carry on, Lisa. Okay, so um, yeah, so as well as using Asana, I also use um, a piece of software called Dubsado, um, which is brilliant. It's like um, a business management system um, and you can send your sort of contracts out from there you can do all your forms, you can do your, any call booking through there, you can set up workflows, so um, it means you're not having to do everything manually, so, you know, somebody might, um, I don't know, book a call with you, um, and then the work, you can set a workflow up where they'll then automatically be sent um, sort of like an email afterwards. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, so it's brilliant, it just, oh, I guess it's good for like the customer experience side of things, just, you know, yep your clients and it obviously saves you some time as well um and yeah i was gonna say that's gonna be really good if it's automated for you yeah then it means absolutely. you can just focus on the things in your business that you actually yeah, need yeah absolutely it just saves, saves you time and energy doesn't it at the end of the day so um yeah i'd highly recommend that um, is that a free tool or you have to pay but um you get you can try it out um with up to three clients oh, so okay. you, which i think is quite good really so you get access to sort of everything um and then you know once you hit those three clients if you wanted to add any more then um i can't remember how much it is off the top of my head but um you then obviously pay a monthly or annual subscription yeah. um, but you can kind of give it a good you know you can put some test people in and you know really try it out to see whether it is something that you would want to invest in or not um, so I love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, highly, highly recommend that. That and Asana, they're kind of the two main the ones things. that you use. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's other things. I mean, I've got like email marketing software and things like that that I use. Um, but I think from an organisational point Just, of view, yeah, it, yeah, Asana and Dubsado are kind of the main ones. There are other programs out there that obviously do similar things. Um, but yeah, they're the ones that kind of work work for me um, at the moment. Okay, amazing. So just to finish off, Lisa, tell us just a little bit about how we can find you, where we can find your book, how we can connect with you online if we want to just learn more about, you know, running a business with a chronic illness. Um, okay, so um, you can um, order the book um, by going to um, my website, which is thechronicentrepreneur.uk and then forward slash book um, and that will take you yeah to find out more about the book and and you know if you wanted to order a copy you can um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook um, and it's just the Chronic Entrepreneur UK amazing yeah so okay thank you so much for joining Lisa that's been so useful no, thank um, you so much for having me on no here. problem and we'll speak to everyone soon 
You've been listening to the Blog Dancer podcast. If you want more tips and tricks about becoming more visible and growing an authority online, then do head over to my free Facebook group, Master Your Blog Content, Become an Authority Online, or connect with me on Instagram at Jenna Farmer UK Social.